Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, November 4th. Welcome to Romans Rewind. I'm Pastor Paul. It's a great time to be diving in and joining us because we have been in Romans 14 this week, or actually the last couple of weeks, uh, broadly addressing this topic of what, what do we do when Christians disagree? And Paul's been writing to the church in Rome to, to try to answer that very question. And of course, the the issues on the table, pun intended, were what should they be eating and then what days should they be observing in order to be faithful and obedient to Christ. And so we've been looking at the principles that Paul lays out for them, and then we've been applying them this week to the whole scope and issue of voting in politics. We have an election coming up, and we've just taken a little bit of a deeper dive and to try to understand how it is that we are to relate to each other over matters of opinion, differences of uh, matters of dispute, matters of indifference, not that we're indifferent to them, but they're indifferent as it relates to the truth of the gospel. Now, this coming Sunday, and, and what we're going to do this morning is I want to give you a little sneak preview of this Sunday and to get you thinking about some of the issues that are at play because the Apostle Paul is going to be bringing this whole discussion to a close. From this point on in Romans, it's mainly Paul is sort of tidying up um, logistically in terms of his schedule. He's giving greetings. He's, you know, these are important sections of Romans, but, but this is the last major theological section that we're going to be diving into this Sunday. And I want to, I want to kind of forecast here where we're gonna be going by asking you a question, okay? And the question is simply this, what is Paul's ultimate purpose in addressing the strong and the weak in Rome? What, what is he after? What is the, what's the end game? Now, on, on one hand, there could probably, there, there certainly is six or eight probably correct answers. But what I'm encouraging us to do is to get upstream a little bit to try to understand what Paul um, is going for, okay? Now, on one hand, you might answer and say, well, Pastor Paul, I think Paul's addressing this issue to the strong and the weak because he wants them to rightly exercise their Christian conscience. He wants uh, to... He wants them to be able to carry out their Christian liberties in a way that is honoring to God and honoring to God and that is not divisive. And that that certainly is true. All right. So so Paul is giving some principles for a relationship. Or you might say, well, Pastor Paul, the Apostle Paul is giving these directives, so there's no longer division in the church. And th this division and lack of unrest in the church is causing all sorts of spiritual problems, relational problems, witness problems. And again, I think that would not be an incorrect answer. I think that's also true. But I don't think they are at the bottom of the pile. I don't think that they are the thing that is primary. I think all those things are important, and I don't want to call them secondary. I think they're corollary for sure. But Paul is interested in something for the church in Rome other than a spiritual detente, okay? And what, what is it? And you're going to hear me mention this again this Sunday. What do I mean by spiritual detente? What is detente? A detente is a French word, like they all are, 
that talks about the, the diminishing of relational tensions between parties who were in conflict. It, it really became a big uh, Cold War term when we talked about the detente between the US and the Soviet Union. And what it meant was um, the ongoing diplomatic measures that were needed to keep both countries at peace, to keep them from annihilating each other, to, keep, to, to let them kind of be doing their own thing without hurting anybody else. And a lot of times we come away from Romans 14 and this discussion of Christian liberty and conscience and the weak and the strong feeling like that's Paul's ultimate goal is that we have a spiritual detente with one another. That we are, what we're really after is the cessation of conflict. That we want to make sure that we don't kill each other, that we don't nuke each other, that we are living um, at some sort of detente or peace. Um, that we are going about doing our own things and exercising our own freedoms, um, but we're essentially uh, not constantly bickering with one another. And I think that would be an incorrect answer. I think that while there may be a, some sort of detente going on, I think God's vision is far larger than that. And so let me read the first portion of this passage uh, for us this, for this coming Sunday. And I want you to be thinking and meditating on it this weekend. So, so listen to Romans 15, verse 1. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it was written, it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Jesus Christ, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. So that verse 7 there, therefore, it speaks to what our end result action should be from this whole section, which is welcome one another. See, there's no spiritual detente envisioned here. There's no cessation of conflict. There is an act actuality, a call, an invitation into deep, intimate fellowship and communion with one another, even in spite of our differences. But why? Well, I think Paul tells us in verse 6 that together you may, with one voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the oneness is the goal here. And this oneness is to mirror and point to the oneness that we have in Jesus Christ. In other words, Paul, Paul says, nothing less than the gospel is at stake in your oneness. Nothing less than the gospel is at stake in the way that you treat one another, the way you exercise your Christian liberties, the way that, that, you, that you encourage and build one another up. That's Paul's end game here, is that we would display the gospel to the glory of God. And you may say, well, well how, how does that happen exactly? Well, that's this Sunday, and hope you can 
join us in person. And if not, uh, pick it up on the flip side um, on our podcast. Anyway, hey, hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, I would be remiss if I did not say go Vols. Um, if you're not watching this, but you're listening, you missed the opportunity to see my new Tennessee lid. I'm sporting the colors of the big orange. Now we do play number one Georgia on Saturday. And so um, our expectations are in check. And, um, and you may be listening to this days, weeks after the fact. And being like, I told, I, I knew it, Pastor Paul. I knew the Vols would lose and go down in smoke. Or, or, or you might be saying, wow, um, the Vols are still on a historic run, regardless of which side you fall on there, right? We know that Jesus is Lord, and that's the thing that counts. But I do will tell you, still, go Vols. All right, Lord, we thank you for this time, and we pray, Father, that you continue to work your word um, to need it like we would need uh, a, um, a pile of dough and working all the kinks out and smoothing it out, that you would need your word through the power of your spirit into our hearts and lives. And Lord, we ask that you would do this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, everybody.